What is up and welcome back. So casual. So casual. It's happening. So casual. Just casually starting a sports show here. No big deal. I'm Anthony Cortez. He's Kevin Rowe. Other Nothing weird here. Other gentlemen on this call is Alex Ashley. We're, we're uh, whatever, you know, it's, there's, there's, it's not like there's a, there, it's not like there's invasions going on all, all, all across, you know, across the ocean right now. Um, hey, welcome back to the NA Sports Show. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot of sports going on at the moment because, you know, football stopped both college and uh, NFL and uh, NBA is mid all-star, not mid, they just finished all-star break, but they're getting back to it. But there's just some more important things going on in the world right now. And um, our resident history buff is going to fill us in on how this all got started. Sure. Alex. So, okay. Now, granted, you know, I know I don't know everything, but this is just very broad, big picture, kind of like the reasons why things are kind of going the way they're going. Uh, so Putin became president after the USSR fell, and I use the term president very loosely um, because by all accounts, by his actions, he is not. By the votes, he is, but he's rigging elections. He's mm-hmm. just, right, yeah, he's like killing, like, you know, just, he, he's making it so that he wins, right? And he's changed a lot of laws. So in effect, he is a dictator. Well, he believes, one of his big beliefs is that he, uh, that the USSR falling was like the greatest tragedy in, in, in modern European history. Right. Um, probably even a little bit before that, I would imagine, but at least in modern European history. Um, so after the fall of the USSR, a lot of what we call Eastern Bloc countries, anybody to the right of like Poland, Germany, um, anybody who basically was a part of the USSR more or less became independent nations. Um, Ukraine is one of them. Uh, they were part of the USSR. They, they became their own independent nation. They're actually the second largest nation in that European sector uh, off of landmass um, next to Russia, right? So Russia, during Putin's regime, and I say the word regime and I put emphasis on that one, um, he uh, has gone through four different wars. He's gone to uh, the Ukraine in 2014, he went through, uh, I think it was like Chechen, somebody down south to the Black Sea in the 1999. Uh, he's gone to Georgia in like 2008, and then another one, which I can't remember off the top of my head. And he's four, oh, Syria. Syria was the other one. Um, and he's won all of those wars. And some of them were for more strategic purposes, some of them were not. So the big scary thing about right now for, for, for Putin, what he views as an attack on, on, on you know, communism and the kind of Eastern communistic like way of living is, is something called NATO, which is an alliance formed together by several European members as well as the United States. And it's kind of like a, we got your back, you got our back. So if anybody gets attacked, these guys are more or less, uh, I'm gonna say the word obligated, they're not it's obligated. A, it's to a coalition them. of 30 countries overall. Yes. They, they're obligated to help in some form or fashion. And it, it suits us because as the Americans, since you know the 80s, we have been very much trying to make sure that communism does not spread. Um, so we've kind of tried to keep it contained in its little bubble, which is not fucking little, it's most of the planet, but in its little bubble of of, of, of China, you know, and it's some of its outlying countries, Vietnam for a while. Uh and Russia. Um, so NATO is scary to Putin because that means that he is having those kind of Western countries right on his border. It's right on the border. So in theory, the U.S. could just plant a bunch of people in in in, in the Ukraine um, and uh, essentially go to war from there, right? So. He's worried about NATO and its its policies getting too close to his border. Another big thing is that Russia doesn't have any warm water ports. The few that they do have, he also took them by force. And that was in 1999, I believe, um, when he invaded a country to the south of him, which uh, is connected to the Black Sea. 
right now, all of Russia's ports, except for that one, are all in the northern part of Russia. So it's frozen for like six to eight months out of the year, effectively leaving them navyless, right? Um, they have some on the far right, but even then it's still too far up to really have a, 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 a whole productive Navy. So having these warm water ports helps and it also helps with trade. Um, so that's kind of two big things. It's having a warm water port to help with trade, to help these other things. And lastly, the largest pipeline of natural gas in, in the world goes right through the middle of Ukraine. Um, and if Putin can control that, he then essentially controls a, a lot of money going both in and out of Russia. But the idea is that he can then kind of control how, you know, access to, to natural gas, how much people get, how much it costs. They, it's basically like a preser life preserver for them because it's like, well, if we have this, we'll always have a source of income. Um, now, what he's doing is he's doing this under the guise of like, oh, well, there are these rebels that are, you know, anti-Russia uh, you know, basically, but those are just the people who are now in charge of an independent nation. Now, because Ukraine at one point was, you know, a part of, of, of the USSR, there are still a lot of people who are loyal to, to, to Russia and that kind of ideology, but that's the minority, not the majority. The majority has now, you know, bought into this idea that they are a free and sovereign nation, which they should have the right to do so. Should they decide that they want to turn that over to Russia, then you know what, that's great. But they didn't. They, they started their own country. They became their own independent nation. And really not that long ago, if you really think about it, which is kind of crazy to think that like a, a European country only became a country not that long ago. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like he's using this idea as like, well, they're the aggressors, they hurt us, this should be our land already, this is insane that they're not even Russian when yes, the fuck they are. So basically he is distorting history to match a narrative that makes it okay for him to invade Eastern Bloc countries, including the Ukraine, which he already started to do. Um, so the, 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 the very... He doesn't want NATO on his border. He wants to be able to control the national, the, 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 the natural gas pipeline that runs through Ukraine. And he wants warm water ports. And to do so, he's saying that basically history is wrong and that he knows what it's all about and that all of his attacks are warranted. I'm just seeing on Twitter that um, NATO is apparently holding a emergency summit tomorrow. Yes, yes they are some point so the u.s had one today uh, all the joint chiefs of staff became an unclassified briefing but essentially everybody who's anybody from finance to wards everybody um had an unbrief uh, un undisclosed briefing uh unclassified not undisclosed unclassified briefing so everybody's in on it we all know what's happening mm. yeah i mean the whole world knows what's happening at this point it's crazy pants it's so crazy pants. It's so stupid. Now, the U.S., I, I don't believe, at least, it'll be a while for this to happen. I don't think the U.S. will put troops in to fight Russia. I think we'll probably send people to Poland at best to help with, like, evacuations and things like that. They've already we're, said they're moving 7,000 troops to Europe. Yeah, we're not going over there to fight, fight. We're going over there to assist because we do not want to get into a war with Russia. And not because <clears throat> we would lose, but more because that's just not... That's not what you want to do. You know what I mean? No, it's not what you want to do. Because um, it yeah, gets really not... scary really quickly, considering we're the only two nuclear, nu well, one of the few nuclearly armed countries. Nuclearly? I was about to say, hold up, North Korea, I think, still has theirs anyway. <laughs> if, yeah, and I think India may have like one or two, or Pakistan may have one. I wouldn't one be surprised if China has some hidden away somewhere too. Sure, and they're fucking mountains. Yeah, um, anyway. Um <laughs> But, but yeah, the U.S. Then, is not invading, is not going to jump into Ukraine, like he said. No. But Biden has said if these attacks extend to a NATO nation, that the U.S. will be pulled into this war. Because that's the thing. We actually, Ukraine isn't yet a NATO. They want to join NATO, but that takes time and like resources and involvement and things like that. So they're not even a too late now. Huh? Shit, too late now. Yeah, right. <laughs> So that's the whole thing. Like we're helping, even though like 
because that's the right thing to do. You know what I mean? So we're putting a bunch of sanctions on all the oligarchy, the powerful families, Russia itself. So just gas prices are going to suck ass for a hot minute. Just be ready for that. They've um, already been sucking, dude. Yeah, well, it's going to uh, be a lot worse. <laughs> Companies are just making up for all the time that we weren't going anywhere during COVID. So they raised all the prices up. Yeah. But do you, we have oil reserves that we can drop? Like we do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just, do you want to use it? <laughs> you know I mean? Do you have any doubt that uh, he will attack a NATO country? Because, I mean, we were, we were going over before you jumped on. Um, I think Romania and Hungary are right there, uh, you know, on the other side of uh, Ukraine as two yeah. NATO countries. So, I mean, if he touches no. any of those, then we're in. Think, well, there are some countries that are currently NATO that were or that used to be the USSR. Uh-huh. So, I mean, if he's not using that as just a blanket for his reasonings, and he actually truly does want the USSR back to where it was, then he would have to attack those countries. Yeah. And I would agree. I don't think he is, though. I don't think he's going to go that far. I don't think China will let him. Uh, See, I think if he has the backing of other countries to support Russia, then he could. Because Russia can't have a a war with the world by by itself. Sure. But if they have backing of countries, say, like China or North Korea or both, and then perhaps some of those... ISIS controlled countries in the Middle East as well. If he has, if they have backing from some of those countries, I could see him going trying to do it. Sure. See, North Korea doesn't have enough of a military to really help. You know I mean, like they do because not necessarily the military, but they do have they do have missile power. They do have potentially nukes as well. Sure. Um, so I wouldn't worry about that one. I would be more about China because them and China have kind of been teaming back up a little bit. So that would be the scarier part. Um, but again, if the U.S. goes to war with China, we're just not going to buy anything from China. And there goes like a very large portion of their economic income. You know, their GDP, a lot of that is based off of us buying from them. Uh, and sanctions would be so fast and so furious that like, it would not be good for them economically. You know what I mean? So China's going to be like, please don't do that because we want to get our money because they're already not paying us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I, I, I think this is, again, a warm water port and pipeline access more than anything. Uh, and then the fear of NATO. Not fear of NATO, but not wanting NATO so close. You know what I mean? So that puts NATO closer. Yeah. And that's one thing that they're saying. They're like, yo, you know, like you basically said that you don't want all your NATO people together. And that's like exactly what you're doing. Right. Yeah. You're putting them next, literally next door to you. Right. Which is then when he goes like, oh, well, they did it first or they're saying, you know, they this is how history went. So like that, that's where he's then going through that back. Like, I think he knows he kind of not really fucked up. Like, well, we'll we'll see what happens. I don't think it'll be as as big as it well because again he's invaded ukraine in 2014 georgia syria so like it's not you know and we didn't get involved with any of those so true but this is the biggest invasion we've seen in well 80 years sure out of yeah well going into afghanistan that wasn't as big as this you don't think so a huge military like full force takeover like this didn't we just destroy all of like two countries Us? over the past like decade? Yeah, over a decade. We didn't take it over in a day. Well, that's also because Ukraine kind of sucks, but <laughs> don't tell them that. <laughs> they they're still not like as formally put together as a lot of countries are. I mean, they're still very much in the throes of their countryhood. Because when did Ukraine be? Hold on. We didn't have a full scale invasion of the country like. Like Russia's doing right now. Russia is taking over Ukraine from three different sides. We did ours gradually. 91. They became a country in 1991. That was not that long ago. Mm-mm. No. Russia became Russia in 1991, too, but there's they were already a thing. You know what I mean? Okay. So I'm so I, just so I can understand it better, he does have China on his back or he doesn't? Like meaning ally I think or no? They're... 
they're definitely more friends than uh, China is with the United States and the rest of NATO. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. And that's because they share the same governmental ideologies and so socio and economic ideologies. And so in I think other at words, this point, I think at this point, the old adage of the enemy and my enemy is my friend applies uh-huh. here. And I think whether or not China and Russia are friends, uh, yeah, I think they will become friends based on who their enemy is. Sure. And that would be us and NATO. Right. So they're friends. We're not friends with China. Only that we, we buy 99% our relationship with China is strictly business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We buy yeah. all of our goods from China. Yeah. Not all, but a lot. A good portion. <laughs> a real good portion. Yeah. Now, like you're talking about if they go to war with the, if we go to war with China, how that's going to hurt China's economy. Yeah. But that's also really going to hurt us too. Sure. Absolutely. And- <clears throat> it's gonna hurt everybody. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. No, it does not. It's. <laughs> it would not be a fun time for all. This is definitely a world war situation. This isn't like a couple of guys. Because there's no proxy war about this anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. From what it sounds like, from what I've uh, just been kind of seeing on, uh, um, just like social media and TV or whatever in the five from the five uh, TV minutes I've gotten today. Or just, you know, hearing about it, just this sounds pretty serious. And now hearing from both you, um, really you, Alex, it, I mean, it doesn't sound like, you know, he's just kind of like lollygagging around. It's, he's He sounds pretty serious about it. And Yeah, he had a plan. You know I mean, he, 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 he knew what he wanted to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. To me, this feels like the German takeover of Poland. It doesn't bring everybody into the war, but it does bring quite a bit and a lot of attention to it. It's those next steps that are going to happen afterwards. That's really going to determine the next, what's going to happen. A la like in World War II, where Japan bombs Pearl Harbor, brings us the United States into the war. Or for World War I, when the Germans uh, sunk the Lusitania, Mm. and that brought the U.S. into the war. What is the next step that Russia is going to take? And will that be enough to bring us into the war? And Alex, so Kevin was saying like he pretty much like he wants to get back to that USSR uh, thing. Do you see it that way? I think that's something that so that he, he's used that as a platform a lot and running for running for presidency. Um, he's used that as a platform before but you know whether that's an obtainable goal or not is still kind of you know to be determined a little bit and how much do other countries want to stop him from doing that you know what i mean um because really the problem is right if you give him too much power what is he going to do with it he's already done x number of things with it so what else is he going to do I'm almost more afraid of whoever comes up next because if you've grown up in this ideology, there's a good chance that you're kind of indoctrinated into it. And if you're a little more extreme than the next, then like that's super scary, especially if you have a ton of power. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Brings up a good point. It's like, how it, I don't know how the following was for Hitler 80 years ago, but I know he had a huge following in Germany. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing right now is that there's a lot of protesters that are against what Putin is doing mm-hmm. and that the Russian police and, and military are actually arresting these people yeah. uh, protesting in the capital. Yeah. And they've been so, doing that for years and years, killing opposition leaders, arresting opposition leaders, disbanding public displays of what anything, anything he doesn't like. They're like, you know, so Following up the history that, buff on that, how much of that was prevalent during Hitler? Uh, I mean, a good amount. The thing about that was that there were less people, I think, in Germany because it didn't start out as this. It didn't start out as bad as it ended. Does that make sense? Um, it, it was more like people wanted the party 
right, the political party to do the things that they had promised, which was, you know, kind of put Germany first. You know, after World War, they were in a lot of economic despair. Uh, they had a lot of issues socially, culturally. Like there were a lot of things that then the when the party rose to power through persuasion, really through persuasion and smart politics, there weren't as many people as opposed to it as there are so vehemently opposed to it as there are with what Putin does. It was only until they started committing those like really atrocious, like the, 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 the heinous acts that that's when more people jumped in and were like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Um, because that whole thing was like, it was a national identity. The, 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 the Nazi party, it was this idea of putting Germany first. And so a lot of Germans were like, we kind of want that because we just got our asses handed to us in world war one. Cause we were not led very well. So we need somebody to like help restore Germany. You know what I mean? Which is kind of what Putin is saying. He's like, I want to restore the USSR. I want to put things together. Um, the scary part, again, is how he views historical events, because then that gives him pathways to doing what he does, like a reasoning to do what he wants to do. You know what I mean? So. And then it also what makes you wonder where, how far do those ideals go? Because mm-hmm. like you were mentioning about Germany and Hitler, I mean, he brought that country together and brought that, that country up mm-hmm. before all this okay mm-hmm. we're building germany up now we need to make it pure mm-hmm. and get rid of the jews and all that mm-hmm. that didn't come till later exactly so what does putin have to bring later right well and the scary part is, is it's now 20 something years so i'm like oh fuck how much later is there gonna be <laughs> please stop I'm like no yeah. way so. so is he is he mostly doing this just because of how weak ukraine is and I use weak only just because I sure. just, you know. Uh, I think it didn't discourage him from doing it. Does that make like, sense? I don't think it's like, oh, I can pick on this little stupid kid. I, and, and I only say Ukraine because, I mean, it's right there. You know, he could have, well, there's not a, there's not many other countries he could have picked besides Belarus, you know, that are right on his border. But, yeah. you know. And I think Belarus wh- is actually helping. There's a theory I haven't heard yet. And I'm wondering what your take is on it, Alex. How much of it is the fact that earlier this year or in 2021, the U.S. pulled a lot of their troops from the Eastern Hemisphere? Do you think that has something to do with it, Kev? That's something that just crossed my mind as a potential timing reason more than anything i think he would have probably done this anyway eventually but it helped with his planning knowing that okay we pulled out a lot of our troops from that side of the world that they wouldn't be able to respond as quickly to retaliate if if needed like he took that as like that's a good question i don't think that that i mean i think it was one of those things where it's like that's just a like a nice plus but I think you would have to, I think if you were in that position trying to decide, hey, are we going to do this or not? I think you'd have to think, if we did this, would they even come over here? And the answer is like, no, like we're not going to go and like we might be there day, you know, like I don't think there's as big of a delay necessarily for what we were going to do anyway. Does that make sense? Because it's not a NATO country. We're not obligated to help. The only thing that we're going to do is just go be kind of like humanitarian aids. We're going to send people help with evacuations. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. Like, I, I don't I don't think. Okay, let me pose it a different question. Maybe not the number of troops over there, but maybe the fact of who our leader is now. Now, granted, he and Trump seem to get along quite a bit, but Trump was kind of a loose cannon. Yeah, I was like, that, that doesn't necessarily mean that's good. Him, wait, who, <laughs> so and who if he had done this when with Trump in office, potentially Trump would have sent troops out immediately. Uh, While he looks think... at Biden as more of a pacifist and will not attack unnecessarily. Who who sorry, before we Putin. continue. Yeah, okay. Putin and Trump are friendly. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, yeah. they okay. seem very friendly during his tenure in office. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I don't think it. I almost think if Donald was in office, he would have done it 
sooner because I don't think Donald would have been so like we need to stop him when he do whatever because his platform is very America yeah. first, America first, America first. You know what I mean? So like he's like, why the fuck do I care if they're going to war? That's not our business. Yeah, that doesn't but- matter to me any. And I mean, what we need to worry about is goddamn whatever homos or whatever his platform was. I don't know. Whatever his terrible platform was. Anyway, didn't matter. Um, xenophobia. I will never, I will never refer to him by his first name. I don't know why. He... <laughs> huh? I said I will never refer to him by his first name. He who must not be fucking titled. <laughs> uh, no, because he shares the same first name as my uncle. Oh, fair enough. Uh, no, I, I think Donald wouldn't have, or old Donnie boy wouldn't have done anything about it. I think would have been more inclined to do it then. I think it was one of those things where we've got this set up. We're doing what we're going to do. Like if they want to come, come, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? So I don't know if, if who we have at the helm. Again, I think all of these were like thoughts they had when they were getting everything together. But I don't know if it was like the final straw, the final, you know, the, the straw that broke camel's back or the, the, the last domino. You know what I mean? Uh, so I don't know. Now here's conspiracy theories for you. Do you think there's a reason they took Chernobyl so fast, other than the fact that it's close to the border? There's an army of mutants underground that they want to harness and use their abilities to attack other countries. I was literally about to ask. I was well, well before we started to tape because I saw Chernobyl. I was like, "Is that the same thing as the show?" There's a show, right, called Chernobyl. Yeah, it's yeah, but it's based off reality from 1986. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The epic, the epic meltdown. I mean, and I there's just still quite a bit of nuclear toxic waste mm-hmm. buried there. Yeah. I just got uh, a I just got a tweet alert that they literally just I don't know if it's literally as we're you know recording, but They've uh, they've completely taken over Kyiv, the I guess Kiev. the capital Kiev. 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 How's Whatever. it pronounced, Alex? How's it pronounced? I think it's a regional. I think Kiev. Kiev. I think you know what I mean. Okay. But uh, uh, I don't know what you said. I don't think that one's right. But no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's probably not. I'm guessing. I don't know. Uh, I'm guessing. But Kiev has fallen. Yeah, yeah, Kiev has fallen. Okay. Well, that's the cat. It is pretty close to Russia, anyways. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. The thing about this, yeah, or Kiev. There was. I, I think the thing about this that we kind of also aren't taking into consideration is the fact that like they are much, much larger and much, much stronger. This is not going to be a very long operation. If they really are going to take over the Ukraine, this is <laughs> this is a very this is kind of an easy win. <laughs> I say easy. I don't mean that lightly. I'm not like, oh, you know, you guys, you know, but like, this is not, you know. That's what I mean. That's what I meant earlier. It's like he, he's choosing Ukraine because they're so, you know, I, for lack of a better term, weak, you know. Yeah, it didn't, you know. He knows that he knows that, you know, they can't beat him. And get in now while the getting's good, you know what I mean, before everybody else, you know what I mean, before they yeah. do join NATO and becomes a whole thing and people have to intervene. He's like, oh, well, now you don't have to do anything. But so now, essentially, thing. what we're going to see is a, a Russian-occupied Ukraine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the whole, I, well, I don't know the reason. Well, I mean, I know the reason people are, I guess, scared or, you know, this is as big as it is right now. And, you know, what it, you turn on the news and you see this. Do you think he goes as far as attacking or, you know, invading one of those NATO countries? And at that point, I mean, the U.S. is in at that point. Do you think it goes that far? I don't. I don't think it goes that far. I think they take political control. I think they take, you know, military control. I think then they utilize the independent nation as kind of like a like a chess piece, a puppet, if you will, uh, and use it to whatever they need. You know what I mean, oh, Russia, you want to build a port now in, in southern Ukraine? Yeah, go for it. It's your port in southern Ukraine now. You know what I mean, you want to, you know, set up, whatever over here you go for it like you can do that now you know i mean you 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 run the show so do whatever you want to do he's doing it because he can uh, well because it's important it's 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 strategic and important for him for them for him uh 
but yeah, I, I don't think it goes too much farther. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, you got to think again, they invaded in 2014, I think it was something like that. Uh, and like I said, he he's invaded, you know, a few countries and he's won every time. You know what I mean? But all the countries are still kind of what they are. You know what I mean, it's still georgia there's still you know i mean to some degree there's still syria there's still the ukraine you know i mean right like it's not going away it's just it's going to be occupied and run by the state of moscow gotcha so and i don't i don't know why you would i honestly don't know why you would you have i mean i know why you would but like at that point you kind of have everything you need without starting another world war which honestly i don't know if russia has the means to do you know what i mean uh, they would need a lot of backing, uh, and they would have a bit. They would, but I, I don't. I don't think. You know, I don't think it's in their best interest because, yeah, yeah. Any, 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 any scenario is not a good scenario. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen where they've actually taken Kiev yet. They have. They are attacking it. Missiles have hit the city. There are troops in the city. Oh well, they, yeah, that's uh, that's the notification I got. Sorry if I sorry if I misworded it where they said they you know I said they took it over. Okay, <laughs> it, okay. Yeah, I'm just saying we're it's kind of in the middle of a war. Just be careful which words you choose. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, it, it looks inevitable at this point. Kiev yeah, is yeah, yeah. Um, President summer. Zelensky has already said that there have been 137 Ukrainian soldiers killed in the invasion so far. He has issued martial law. He has uh, Mm -hmm. bans all men age 18 to 60 from leaving the country. Uh And they are all armed now. (laughs) So they 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 are basically required to stay and fight against the Russian army. (laughs) So... Uh, yeah, desperate times. They are desperate, and it looks like they are going to fall really fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they did like they prepared, but they didn't prepare for an entire Russian invasion. You know what I mean? <laughs> a country of that size versus a country of that size. Sure, it's kind of hard to prepare right. for that. Yeah, right. And them being so fucking close doesn't help either. <clears throat> it's literally an imaginary line between the two. You know what I mean? It really is. That's what it is, you know? So, I don't know. I don't even think Russia wants to, like, the Russian people want to go to war. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't like this. It would be like if the United States wanted to invade Montreal. Right. Not all Canada, just Montreal. Right. <laughs> Fuck up Canada by taking over Montreal. Oh, no, I'm not saying attack Canada. I'm just saying one city. That's sure. the extent of this Russia to Ukraine thing, I think. Sure. In my it's because that's all they need. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's where everybody is. I mean, yes, there are a lot of people there, but like that's where the important people are in the whole. You know what I mean? Right. You control that one, you pretty much want. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we shall see what happens with this. But in the meantime, everybody be safe out there. Um, Pay attention. Don't plan any trips to uh, Russia yeah, or Ukraine no. right now. Let's not plan. Let's not plan any trips overseas just to be safe. You know. Let's just... How am I? How am I getting my ticket refunded now? <laughs> exactly where I was going. Goddamn. Actually, if Russia wasn't so shitty, I would love to go see Russia. There's a lot of really cool shit out there. Like you know, I mean, great national forests, really cool like historic buildings. Yeah. If things don't get better soon. You might have to wait a while. Yeah. yeah, I would still wait a while. If things get worse, I might not have to wait that long. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Getting drafted in the first round, boys. Everybody Ooh. needs a wide receiver. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we'd all be drafted pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Because oh. we're of that age. Yeah. So. And no more kissing dudes to get out either. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my blood pressure can keep me out. I don't know. I don't move around as I don't. I don't move around as good as I used to. So I don't know. Oh, if they, well, perfect. I, so you're just bait now. I don't know <laughs> if they, I don't know if I want to. You know, dude, that makes us perfect for the front lines. I was about oh, to God. say. Now you're just cannon fodder. Oh, God. <laughs>
Don't tell anybody. <laughs> no. You're like, I'm better for special operations. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my mouth shut from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. Um anything sports related at all? Uh we are also, we are a sports podcast, but like I said, there's just more important things going on in the world right now that we you know, we thought we we have a history buff here, so enlighten enlighten us a little bit. But um, um, I actually did watch the All Star game, the NBA. That is uh, a little bit of it, I should say. And I watched like Saturday night the the skills, whatever. Um, I watched the three point contest and the uh, yeah, that was actually pretty much it. And then the um this uh, the seventy fifth uh, anniversary of the or I guess the top five, not seventy fifth anniversary, the top the top seventy five players and they did the whole you know halftime thing pretty cool um i think i didn't even get to watch the dunk contest either but um i heard it was bad so why not just get rid of it um i, I was texting with i was texting isaiah as a matter of fact about this because he listened to last week and he was like uh my he liked my one-on-one idea but i told him i was like the more I, the more i've been thinking about it like what else can these dudes do in the dunk contest that we haven't seen already. Like, I mean, you know, what, are, what do people, what are people expecting now? Like dudes, like defying gravity, like it's just not, it's just not going to happen. Like there's only so much creativity you can come up with, you know, in the air for that long, whatever, like <laughs> just get rid of it at this point, you know, to find something else and whatever, move on. But the, I thought actually the game was, well, the last five minutes or so that I got to watch was, was, was fun because they're doing the, uh, I forget what it's called. It's the such with an end something. I'll, I'll find it real quick. Um, but they're there. So they play the four quarters and then uh, first, second and third quarters, all reset scores. And then in the fourth quarter, I think is when the, the total scores get added up or each team's total gets added up. And then there's a target score put on, where by the end of the fourth, or not, not not even by the end of the fourth, there's uh there's not even a time clock on the fourth. You just there's a target score, and each team has to reach that target, or for, you know first team to reach that target, the target goal. And I'm boring Kevin, so I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> no, I just hated those rules to begin with when they instituted them last year, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it was either last year or the year before. I, I understand just, they're doing the uh, yeah the whole donation thing and okay that's that's good i'm glad you're doing donations to these corporations that need it but it's not entertaining for me it starts with an n what's the and i'm i'm i have i keep thinking nato to myself but it's not nato obviously what, is what are you it? actually talking about the nba all-star game so the new format they're doing where yeah what about it though the the target score, whatever the new format. This is the name of the format. Oh, is it? I have no idea what the, the name was. All I knew of it was as a new format. It, no, there's a, there's a name for it. Give me one second. Uh, fucking boring. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I stuck to my word and did not watch a single minute of that. I was on at work, and so I watched like three minutes of it, and that's kind of impressive considering it takes up a majority of one half. Like a screen is just big ass projector screen and i stood at the register which is like almost directly in front of it i i I mean maybe maybe three minutes i watched lebron hit a three and that's that's about it oh steph hit a few threes yeah steph went off dude Uh, yeah apparently he said he had a record yeah which again congratulations awesome sauce good for you very very proud but easy when nobody plays defense yeah i mean and I get it, like, oh, we'll put a target score, you know, that way you kind of stop people, you know, make it have to play defense so that they don't. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, if they're scoring 163 points, <laughs> were they really playing defense? <laughs> yeah. What? There's still no defense. And again, good job making the all star game. Very impressive. And I mean, that means you were one of the best. You got voted. You were. <laughs> Really good and pretty popular. I mean, so that's that's cool. I mean, good, good, well, good I mean, job. That's that's something to talk. That's something to talk about. Like that's something because does does the officer does officer voting even mean anything nowadays? Especially in the NBA. Yeah. Well, in sports anyway, does it mean anything? Yeah. Yeah. It confirms a couple different things. Number one, you're playing well. 
well enough because nobody knows you if you don't play well, right? Like mm-hmm. nobody knows you if you don't play. Even if you're playing well, some people don't know you, i.e. DeJounte Murray, right? Like the general public of basketball fans probably don't know DeJounte Murray. Now, like the people who are like really into it and follow it like religiously will probably know who he is as the one shiny star on the spur wheel. Uh, but generally, like this says that you're good and you're popular and people want to see you. You know what I mean? So it does matter. It just doesn't matter for the reasons that it used to matter for. Like, oh, you're one of the best. We looked at your stats. We looked at who you played against. We evaluated the rest of your team and you've been able to do X, Y, and Z. And so you are an all-star. Now it's like, hey, you're pretty good. And also people like you. Because even players have to like you. Because you have to get drafted to a team by another player. You you still voted on to be a starter or a reserve first. Sure. Sure. And then the, the draft happens afterwards. Sure. But, but again, my point, you're popular enough to get voted on, so that means you're good enough to be recognized and well-known enough to get picked, either starter or reserve. And then after that, even then, it's again, it's like, well, you know. Sorry. I agree and disagree with you, Alex, and here's the reason why. Yes, you have to be good enough at the beginning of your career or at least early enough on your career that you become a household name. And then from then on, you don't have to do shit. Because at that point, you're popular enough. Everybody knows your name. They're going to vote for you because they see your name on the ballot. Sure. Sure. Like, for example, Steph Curry is going to be an all-star pretty much until he finishes playing. He deserves it, though. He does. Ron James, Kevin Durant. Both of them Russell Westbrook. Eh, That one, maybe not so much. Does Harden deserve it? Not this year. Probably not, but he was was an all-star. Yeah. See, like that's my point. Ta- he has it's the a popularity contest based on early career success. Sure. Now, I will still say this. Baseball still has the best All-Star game. By far. They have the best All-Star weekend, by far. Give me the, give me the home run derby and give me the game, and I'm happy. Home Run Derby, Celebrity Softball Game. That too. Forgot about Futures that. Futures Game. Yeah. I, I love can't... the MLB Futures Game. Seeing the best in the minor leagues, your future stars in the majors. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's definitely a Celebrity the Softball Game is just fun. The, the one thing that the All-Star Game has over the – well, not probably the one thing, but – the one thing I can think of right now that the Derby has over the dunk contest is that well, what, what I just talked about. There's the, literally like you run out of creativity in the dunk contest on the Derby, especially with the new rules. I, I, I've liked the new format that they've gone to where, you know, it's they used to it, guys got 10 pitches or whatever. And, you know, you get to take your time, but they're on a timer now. Mm-hmm. You know what? There's a difference though with the dunk contest versus the home run derby. Dunk contest, you have to be creative to get your points. Home run derby, you know what you're getting. Just yeah. hit the ball fucking far, and the further you hit it, the more entertaining it is. Yep. And as I was gonna kind of say, like, there's a difference in the what you actually have to do in the dunk contest. Like you said, they're probably tapped out. There is no tapping out home runs because it's the only thing that you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Yep. And the only difference is how you swing. (laughs) So, I mean, I get your point, but those are a a little bit different, just a little bit. But I don't think there's another one like it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you can't really, you know, the quarterback throw one to the Pro Bowl. Like, you know, it's not really a – it's not comparable per se. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. I can't figure out – I can't find the name of the new All-Star format, but it's not important. Whatever. Anyways, it was – I think the only thing comparable to, like, the Home Run Derby is the NFL Skills Challenge. I, I, I don't watch it, so I don't know. And it's not even the whole part – all of it. It's parts of it. Sure. So, like, the fastest man – Okay, they're they're sprinting. You, sure, you gotta yeah, show your skills that. there. You can't really hold back on that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the the quarterback uh, where they're sh- they're thread. I think it's called thread of the needle, where you have your quarterbacks trying to throw the ball into holes, and you have cornerbacks on two different platforms, and they're trying to block those balls from going into those holes. 
and the quarterback score points based on that. That one's fun to watch too. Uh, dodgeball is kind of fun too because I mean they're going all out on that one. Dodgeball. I duck, didn't like duck dodge dip dive dodge, and dodge. Duck, dip dive and dodge. dodge. You dodge a wrench and dodge a ball. Uh, what? My favorite line from that movie is uh, <laughs> it's like I'm sorry. They don't make a, I'm sorry, your coach got crushed by two tons of irony hallmark. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's my favorite line of the whole It's like, that's fucking hysterical. Like the Irish. Holy shit, that's so funny. Oh, man. It's a great uh, movie. Such an is. underrated movie. Dude, oh, it's by far, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean. The only one I didn't like out of the Steelers competition was the uh, the best catch. And it, it was basically their version of the dunk contest, and it didn't fly. Mm. It wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> we can talk about our friends real quick at baseballism. They're an all-baseball-related parent coming for baseball people. If you're a baseball fan, you should be wearing them. Baseballism. It's that simple. America's brand, the official off-the-field brand for baseball. Uh, visit them at baseballism.com. While you're there, use our code for first-time shoppers only. Use our code AA Sports. Our initials A-A-S-P-O-R-T-S. For a 15, 1-5% discount for first order. Free shipping on orders of uh, free shipping on orders of $100 or more for domestic shoppers only. Sorry, you sorry, international shoppers, if we even have any. Um, <laughs> please go keep supporting them because they they support us and um, they're, you know, they're friends of ours and uh they're always coming out with, with um, awesome stuff. They just released some. Uh, um, matter of fact, they they were running <laughs> they were running some contests on Instagram that I didn't win. Anyways, I tagged Alex in it though. They tagged they were giving away their tough T shirt and the a catcher's cap. And so go follow them on other socials because they're always doing fun stuff like that. Sorry, sorry, I couldn't get you a, a cap, Alex. No worries, man. Um, I appreciate you even thinking of me. Yeah, of course, but. Um, yeah, keep supporting them. They support us. Uh, happy 10 years to them by a couple months. But uh, still, we got about 20 minutes left. Uh, the MLB and PA, they met for a total of about 15 minutes after the last time, uh, like a day or two after uh, we last recorded. So that went well. Negotiations, negotiations went well. Latest of that was um, – if a deal isn't made or a new CBA isn't made by agreed upon, I should say by the 28th, then we officially won't, you know, the, the delay of, or the opening day will be delayed. But um, Kev, you have anything new newsworthy on that or. Where no? the hell do you think it went well? I'm being sarcastic, bro. Okay, good. Cause yeah. That didn't portray to me as being well. <laughs> no, 15 minutes is saying, okay, thanks for coming. We could have done this over Zoom. Well, they met for four hours, apparently, at Roger Dean Stadium today. Um, but there was no progress on the competitive balance tax, minimum salary structures, salary arbitration, revenue sharing, free arbitration bonus pool. I mean, they're still miles, miles apart, and they are not getting close to what they need to in the next few days. We're not going to see baseball on April 1st. There's no way. I don't see how that's going to be possible with the way their negotiations have gone. I don't think a media, I don't think a, a moderator would help at this point. I really don't. With well, the, the PA doesn't want it anyway. Yeah. I just, they're in completely different worlds that uh, I don't even know. I, I, I don't know. Um, and Alex brought this up. Uh, I was you, just about to say. Yeah, yeah. Just go ahead and, yeah. I mean, you sent a text that I didn't get to respond to. I'm sorry, but you, you actually sent two texts. I okay. I still don't agree with it. I like, Kevin, go ahead. did you see that though? Did you, did you get to take a look and think about it? Well, which one? Okay, so about the MLBPA and the MLB and, like, the conflict or whatever. Okay, so here's what I said. 
And I, I want to know why, Anthony, because you didn't respond. <laughs> so I didn't know if I stumped you or you just didn't have the time. So here's what I said. Both? That what if it's all for show? A shitty antic to make fans miss baseball. The whole absence makes the heart grow fonder mixed with don't take us for granted. Because when they did this the last time, insane TV ratings is something that we mentioned. And attendance was up for the first time in a while. So were merch sales, yada, yada. Maybe they said, whoa, let's try that again. Make it look bleak and then pull it out and make all of our money. And then to which Anthony, you then replied, there's better ways to do business. Why would players agree with that? To which I then responded, who said the players were in on it? And if there are better ways, don't you think they would have tried it already? Ratings, attendance, sales, all down until the lockout. Plus, I don't trust big business. Uh, big businesses who are money hungry, nor do I trust Manfred. I wouldn't put it past any of them. And then more probable proof is the fact that who's the only one who wants somebody to help fix this of an outside source, the MLBPA, or the players. They want to get this done. It feels like the owners are the ones who are like, no, 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 no. I still oh, don't, I don't I know. I, I, yeah. See, I, both sides. Go ahead, Anthony. Well, I'll just I'll say my real quick two cents and I'll let you have the floor, Kev. Um, I still don't. I, I intended to text you back because I just, well, yeah, I because I, I was thinking about what I was going to say. Just never actually got around to it. So I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still don't. Uh, dude, okay. I'm like, there's motive and there's cause. I'm just yeah, saying. yeah, no, I know because the more I think about it, it does make sense. It when makes I was, people sense. Like at the t- well, when I was thinking about it at the time, it's like everybody. So they they both need to make money, you know. But it, I just I don't see why you would do it. Like I don't see why you would go that route to hold out. No, I know, but. That's like a really shitty thing to do, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. You think they're the only one who make up and do shitty things to make more money? Every company that makes clothes, almost every one of them, that's a generalization, I understand. But lots of the big ones that we all shop at, they have sweatshops in Southeast Asia where all those people make clothes and get paid like cents a day. That's morally wrong. I mean, that's terrible. We know that. That's a bad thing to do. You know what I mean? Those people are living in poverty, making our blue jeans, and we're like, oh, sweet. I need a new pair of Arizona jeans. Yeah. But they it's, still do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the the so the one argument that I that keeps coming back to my that keeps coming back to my mind that's saying like it, that actually does make sense. Owners can afford to do this, you know, like. <laughs> They, more so than players yeah like owners they owners are going to have millions in their pocket regardless you know players rely on this money this is their livelihood that's pretty much the only thing that's coming to my mind that would make that argument make sense which i so yeah but it's a, just a really messed messed up way to go about your business it's just sure you know I don't think that I don't think the owners are if if that's what they're doing, I don't think they're doing it with the intention of with that or if it's like saying, oh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna hold out, fans are gonna miss us so much. I don't think that's the intent. I think they're actually just, you know, I think Manfred is kind of leading this thing as with like I think you brought it up, you might have brought it up on the show or you might have brought it up in a in the text. Um, it's a business mindset for them. Like they're treating it as a business and the players are trying to come at this with, you know, obviously their player approach. And I think that's part of the holdup. Like MLB is, is coming at this. Yeah. That's the best way I can put it. Sorry. I was going to say more, but go ahead, Kev. I don't know. It just doesn't, it feels too tinfoil hat to me, (laughs) you know, too much conspiracy theory for me. Um. I I really just don't see this in more than just these on, two sides have just been like, miles apart. Bad business is tinfoil, like shitty business practices, tinfoil hat? 
No, the theories that you're you're spitting for this. Okay, okay. I want to make sure that we are aware that big businesses that deal in the billions of dollars do very shitty things to make sure that they continue to make billions of dollars. I want to make sure we're not tinfoil hatting about at least. No, no, that I, I understand a lot of corporations do that. Sure. This doesn't feel like that to me. And I don't know why it just doesn't. And it just seems like... <clears throat> because it's not one corporation, if you think about it. It's 30. And you have to get agreements from all 30 corporations. Because they're all separate entities, even though they're on the same side of that table. And they do have to agree with each other before coming back to the players. I don't know. But I tell you what, if if it is a straight up like I think it is, oh, straight up as we know it, I don't doubt that there's some under table dealings that we don't know about. But sure. Um, but if it's as straight up as we see it, then it's there's just so much ground to make up. Hmm. When we talk about the minimum salary, they're one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars off from each other. Uh, competitive ba- balance tax threshold, they are 23 million apart. Uh, the pre arbitration pool, bonus pool for the players, they are 95 million apart. The what? I'm sorry. The pre-arbitration bonus pool for the players. The union wants 115 million to be spread amongst the players. That, um, uh, again, for the pre-arbitration players, the the league is proposing 20 million. Okay, then that's that's wide. Yeah, and it and they've. Both budged a little by like five million each each time they come back to the table. Kev, do so you see not making any progress? No, Kev, do you see this as the way I do the way I put it? Like Manfred and his dudes are looking at this as a business standpoint. Which don't get me wrong. Okay, yes, Major League Baseball is at the end of the day a business, but it's not a business to us. Do you, do you think that's the problem? One of the big one of the big issues? It is a business to us. We buy it. It's a product. I we mean, it is. Yes, yeah, still give me okay. Yes, it is. If we want to get technical about it, yes. It's a business, but the thing that we're looking at, or the way we're looking at it, is it's billionaires versus millionaires. Yeah. You know, and at this point, what is fair is unfair to all of us. Because we're like these players make hundred times or ten times more than we do in a, a, a in a season than we do in our lifetime, and then these billionaires make a hundred times more. So why do we care? <laughs> but if you actually look at the numbers and what they're discussing, it makes sense what the players are coming back with, because <clears throat> a lot of what they're fighting for is not for the ones that are making 30 40 million dollars a year they're actually fighting more for the ones that are making like the the league minimums or the ones that are stuck in those league minimum to just slightly over during those first few years of their contract they're trying to get their players paid more equally based or more fairly based on their play and actually spread out the money more because of honestly how much the owners are banking during a season, a normal season, not 2020. And I think that's one thing that the owners are coming with is their money that they've made over the last like five years, 10 years. But there was an odd year in there of 2020 where you had no fans and then they did lose money and you also lost half the season. So how much money did they really lose over the last 10 years if you take out that one season? And I don't think it's that much. Now, granted, I don't think owning a sports team is a legitimate money-making business, 
but I do think they're banking more than what they're giving out to the players. If that makes sense. It does. It does. I like that you brought up that I think the PA is looking out for the younger players, especially coming out of the minors, because I think uh, Scherzer referred to that in one of his tweets that he sent out, whatever, whenever he tweeted it saying that they want to, I don't know how he worded it. I don't know what he's, you can probably shed more light on this, but he, he tweeted something to the effect of we want younger players to realize their value earlier. Like to, or to learn to, you know, yeah, to realize their value earlier and not later, I guess. So, yeah, I, I like that aspect of it of where the PA is looking out for younger guys coming out of the minors and even rookies, you know. Basically protecting those that are on their rookie deal. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it's seven years, right? How long is it that uh, is it? You get to the, you get to the majors. I because I, so I, I think it's seven because I think it's what is it four years in the majors before you hit arbitration and it's three years of arbitration. Does that sound right to you, Alex? I think so. I'd have to look. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so. That sounds. I mean, that sounds. You know, at least in the <laughs> in the ballpark. And a couple of things that have been on the table too is not necessarily money wise, but also like the options that uh, major league teams have to send down. Um, how many options they have to send down a player to the minor leagues to basically interrupt their uh, quality of life going back and forth to the minors. Uh, another thing is uh, about the clock on their, um, on their service time. Um, and the biggest example of that has been a big example of that during these negotiations was Chris Bryant. When he first came up into the majors and how the Chicago Cubs waited until I think it was mid June to finally bring him up to the majors by keeping them in the minors until June, it gave them an extra year of control over uh, Chris Bryant and cost, honestly, Chris Bryant millions of dollars because of it. Wow. I did not know that. And honestly, it also and, – and everybody knew he was the better player for third base, that he was ready for third base in major leagues. But the Cubs kept him down until what ended up being two days after what would have been another year of service time. So they brought the they brought him up just at the right time for them. Yes. Yeah. And that's one of the things that the the players union is trying to get rid of because it's it's cheating basically. It's cheating the players out of money and it's cheating the fans out of um, seeing the best product on the field. Alex, go ahead. I know you don't like that phrase of cheating coming from an Astros fan. I know. No, but I don't think it sucks, but the Cubs are going to do what's in the best interest of the Cubs, and that's their right to do so. You don't have to play. It's manipulating the system at the expense of uh, at the expense of others. Yeah, I'm, that's fucking capitalism, my dude. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the United States. <laughs> fair, but it's also not fair to the union, and that's why they are Life isn't fair. Get rid of it. Life isn't fair. That's not how that works. <laughs> well, that's the reason there's a union is to make it fair. Sure. And that's why they're having these, these negotiations now. And that's why this is on the table and being argued over. And let them, but that, uh, that's, I don't know. I'm more, this, on, I'm, I'm very pro player, but on that one, I'm like, if that's when you fucking decide to do it, that's, I'm just, it sucks for everybody else, but like, don't get me wrong. And this is probably I why it's taking the way long. they did it is wrong, but sure. they did it within the confines of the, of the CBA rules. at that time. Yeah. So they have the right to do that. Sure. I don't think it's morally right, but I didn't say it was. And on paper, sure. Okay. Yeah. You got to do it. That's exactly my point. Like it's, it's not like, is it moral? Eh, probably not. Uh, very questionable, but like, they have breaking rules. Yeah. And, and that's kind of yeah. where uh, I, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. You know I mean, and this is probably why it's taking so long. Yes. Exactly. Among other, absolutely, yeah. I think there are probably a few things that need to work out because they have not been. Oh, I mentioned a few of them, but yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's one of them on the table. Yeah, sure. And that's actually one that I think the owners are more willing to budge on than some of these numbers, some of sure. these dollar figures. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So. 
All righty, gentlemen, we can get out of here. Any favorite things? Loving the outpour of players voicing their anti-war against Ukraine thoughts and sentiments in very public spectacles. I haven't seen any of that, but awesome. Yeah, I've seen a few different soccer players mostly because they care about the world. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, yeah, uh, tennis players. I think I saw one tennis player. Uh, so, oh, also another favorite thing: uh, the U.S. women's national team won their lawsuit and are going to be getting paid, uh, or at least held to the same standard as the men's, and then paid the same standard as the men's. So that's very exciting. They got a $22 million payout, 22 or 24. I think it was 24. Two of it's going to youth soccer and development. And the other 22 is going into a pool where players from, from what I understand, all of U.S. women's soccer team history can apply for, I think it was like 50K or something like that. Um, And then moving forward, they will start getting held to the same standard. So it used to be that if the men won a game within the top 25, they would get paid like 10 grand. Then if they lost, they get paid like five. The women had to win a game within the top nine and they would get paid three grand. If they lost, they wouldn't get paid at all. So the men were getting paid, even if they lost a bonus, whereas the women who would win aren't even, weren't even getting paid that much, but the guys were getting paid to lose. Um, and they are much better to by all accounts i don't know how it's going to work exactly like how they're going to get them to be paid the same i i just i don't but it's exciting that that's a step in the right direction of kind of you know equality in the workplace albeit a pitch still a workplace cool dude have you checked out have you checked out ted lasso yet no not yet Dude, you need to get on that, man. Too much stuff going on. One of these days. One of these days. Uh, I don't have one either. Uh, well, the only thing I think of is non-sports related. Uh, we only have, we only have, I think it's two or three more weeks in, in the apartment before we move to the new house, and that's two or three, two more, two or three more weeks of uh, dealing with stairs. I know y'all haven't been to the apartment, but we're on the third floor, and you would think, you, you would think after a year of you know, dealing with stairs that they would get easier no. with, a ba- with a baby. They don't. I'll tell you that. They don't. They get 10 times worse, worse with oh a baby. Oh, my dude. He, and when he gets heavier, like he, hit, like he is getting heavier. Yeah, it's not fun. Uh, I started hitting you. Remember when we went to Alex's place when, uh, uh-huh. when we the went over for the, uh, the national championship game two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, was, I hated him for that. Third story, baby. Was that the third? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah it was. Oh, man. Yeah. I hated him for that, trying to carry <laughs> Joseph up those stairs. Oh, yeah, dude. Anyway. Yeah. And he was only, what, nine months at eight, nine months at the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Screw you. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll actually have a backyard, too. That'll be nice for the dogs. That's going to be good, yeah. And, yeah, so I'm just looking forward to having a house in general. So, yeah. It's good to have a house, but it is. I'm like, yeah, I can't even describe how happy I am about it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, all righty. Continue to be good to yourself and be good to each other out there. Don't drink and drive. Don't, don't drink and drive. Don't sex and drive. Uh, pay attention to what's going on in the world. Uh, we just spent the first 30 minutes of this episode talking about because, um, you know, not a whole lot of sports going on. Things are, thing, other things are important. And uh, we, we'll bring those up occasionally too. It's like, you know, there's other things going on in the world and we have a history buff here and yeah. So just pay attention, be safe, take care of your family out there. And uh, we appreciate you rocking along with that. We'll say later. Peace. See ya.